I always had a dream to live out of the country, at least for a year. I've been wanting to do it since I was 19 years old. And my stance was, I'm not going to not do it because I have a kid. I'm going to do it because I have a kid. She's the reason that I have to do this. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly Edwards, and you're listening to Let's Go Together. Amoya Shante, also known as Trip and Mama, is a single mom of three and founder of the organization Single Moms Do Travel that encourages single women with children to create a life of freedom through travel and living abroad. Libria Jones is a single mom of a teenager and co-founder of the Wandering Moms Community, which has grown to over 20,000 members. Libria has visited over 35 countries and have traveled to more than 10 of them with her daughter. She's spoken at multiple travel festivals and conferences about traveling with children. Libri and Amoya, thank you so much for being on. (laughs) Hi. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. This is exciting because, you know, I think about my journey from Chicago to California, and I came to California with my mother who became single. And so I think it's really, really awesome of what, the both of you are doing with your families and how you are encouraging women to not necessarily stay within that safe zone of being home, right? Where you're familiar and know everything and saying, you know what, let's take this journey on the road, literally, and both of you across the world. And so if we could, I'd love to start with an intro of each of you. Amoya, who are you? And tell us a little bit about your platform. Thank you. I'm Amoya Shante, formerly known as Trip and Mama, but we're in the middle of this rebrand to just Amoya Shante. I'm the founder of Single Moms Do Travel and Single Moms Do, which is an amazing, amazing community of single moms who are traveling and living abroad and really changing the single mom narrative and showing all the things that single moms can do, which is the real brand that single moms do. And I'm a single mom of three who, after getting out of an abusive marriage, just decided to sell it all, travel the world full time, which we did for two and a half years before falling in love with Married in Mexico and setting up a home base here where we've been ever since. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Libria? Yes, I'm Libria Jones. I am the co-founder of Wandering Moms. I have a, <laughs> a teenager. She's 17. Holy wow. Every time I say it, it it makes me lose my mind. She and I have been traveling around the world together since she was eight. And we took a year and traveled the world. I took her and a group of people and some other kids around the world for an entire year with a company I started called My Wander Year, which has morphed into a company called Wanderist Life. But I've really focused on Wandering Moms, which is our community of over 20,000 women. We host trips. Uh, We've got, I think, six or seven trips next year that we're hosting We do festivals, digital festivals, virtual festivals. That's what we've been focusing on this year, right? Because this year is all about the pivot. (laughs) The community and website really are about educating, encouraging, and supporting moms who want to travel. Because just like Amelia said, you know, there's these stereotypes about single moms and moms in general about what we can and cannot do. And so our goal is really just kind of shift that narrative for all moms. That's beautiful. I have definitely seen the both of your posts. And as a woman who doesn't have children yet and who definitely has plans to do that one day. You guys give me hope. You give me hope. <laughs> you know, everyone thinks, oh, you can't travel the way you guys do and have children at the same time. Something has to give. And so the both of you totally go against the grain with that. And I appreciate that. Thank you. So to start the conversation, I'd love to know, you know, where this all started. 
what is your earliest travel memory? And Amoya, I'd love for you to begin with that. So I actually grew up abroad. My mom was military, so I lived in Panama as a kid for about six years. So, and I think that played a huge role in my decision to travel and live abroad with my own kids. But that's my earliest memory is growing up in the jungle, monkeys running in my backyard, stealing the bananas off our tree, like getting <laughs> mango right off the ground, eating sugar cane that we pull right out of the ground, just being outside all the time in nature, just being abroad and being immersed in another culture. So that would be my earliest memory of travel. That was just <laughs> life for me. That is so awesome. I am, I'm jealous. Like that, that's my dream. <laughs> like that's how I grew up. <laughs> I grew up in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, which is neither a small town nor a big city. And I think my earliest travel memory was a flight to Miami that we took. And I might have been like five years old. And I sat next to this guy and he said, hey, where are you going? I said to my mommy's Amy. Because <laughs> 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 every kid thinks that when you say my Amy, you know, you're literally saying it's your Amy, right? That's hilarious. <laughs> and I think that flight at five years old, the next flight I took, I was in college. Wow. You know, growing up, we just didn't have a lot of money and our travels were within a 100 mile radius. We went from Tallahassee to South Florida. And in my mind, the only people that traveled were people in the military, rich people <laughs> or immigrants, people that were, you know, that lived in the U.S. that had immigrated from somewhere else. They would go back home for Christmas. So for me, it wasn't even, I didn't even envision myself as this person that I am today who, you know, I just finished looking up flights to Columbia and asking my daughter if she wanted to spend the rest of the school year in Columbia, right? So <laughs> my earliest travel memories are really just mostly packing up in a car because going international just wasn't something I thought people like me did. <laughs> and when you say people like you, you mean? I mean, people who were not rich. Now, my dad did travel. My dad is in the army. So he spent a year in Korea. My brothers were in Korea. My other brother was in Somalia. And I had no, no plans of joining the military <laughs> at all. Right, right. And it's funny because the both of you sharing these earliest memories of childhood, it is so vast, right? Your first travels. Here's someone who literally has grown up abroad with monkeys and mangoes in her backyard. I think we all really want that um, <laughs> childhood. It sounds fantastic. And then here's Libria who's like, listen, neither here nor there, small, medium town, got on a plane at five, didn't get on another plane until I was much older. And so your travel can define who you are at a very young age and your aspects of what it may be. Mm -hmm. And so Amoya, you not only travel worldwide as a single mom, but you're nomadic. You and your children have lived abroad. What sparked your confidence in your ability to travel alone with three whole children? Yeah, that's a good question, right? Because I get that question all the time with people. It really was a state of needing a complete transformation, needing something so different and needing tremendous healing, right? Like I had got out of such a bad situation. I was so low at the point that I decided to travel, which we were still mainly US based. And it was when I went to Mexico for the first time and I had this transformative experience because I just loved how community focused it was, how family focused it was, how loving people were, which was just so confusing to me. I remember the first day I arrived in Mexico, I was like, have I been lied to my whole life? I was told that surely if I came here, I would die. My kids would be kidnapped. 
all this other kind of stuff. Then I got here and these people were so kind to me, so loving. There were people like talking to each other and like hanging out with each other in plazas. No one was on their phones. Like it was just this different experience. So for me, it wasn't like I was fearless. I had went because I was going to join some summit thing there. And then it's just a process of like, letting your passion be stronger than your fear or your desire to travel to be stronger than your fear and a consistent like pushing past these fears that tend to hold us back in life. Traveling with children is a great way to broaden their worldview and it can also change their expectations of what defines a normal way of growing up. When we come back, I talk to Amoya and Libria about how their children feel about living abroad. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. We're back. Before the break, I talked to Amoya and Libria about their earliest childhood memories of traveling. Now that they are raising children of their own, I wanted to find out how their kids feel about traveling and living abroad. Libria, I saw recently on a Instagram post, you said your daughter wanted to spend the rest of the semester in Colombia. Like, <laughs> what kind of life is going on over there? And are you guys adopting? Because <laughs> that was like, this is something that you considered. So tell me what it's like, you know, to have a teenager who you would actually consider enrolling in school in an entirely different country than the one that you know. <laughs> are we adopting listen i said she's 17 meaning i have started the countdown so it's gonna be a no for me <laughs> I, oh okay darn i was trying to get adopted but no no worries i see how you're doing me no worries <laughs> i will be an empty nester quite soon hopefully um but you know what i i i think it's so cool that you just called this out right my daughter's view of what her life could look like is completely different than mine was right yeah for me it was you know, I'm just growing up in Tallahassee and maybe one day I'll leave here and move to Atlanta. <laughs> right. And, you know, she and I traveled the world for an entire year. She was in virtual school during that time. And my favorite thing about her having that experience, and we left in 2016 and came back in 2017. So she turned 13 while we were abroad. And one of my favorite things about that experience is it completely changed what her possibilities were for her. Right. Mm -hmm. you, we grew up in the States and it's you graduate from high school. You go to college, right? Depending on your mama, you better go to college. Right. <laughs> and then after college, you get a job, you know, either one of the big four consulting firms or a law firm or engineering firm. And then you get married and have kids. Those were our limited possibilities. Those were our tunnel vision views of what our lives should be. And, you know, just stepping outside of that for one year, one moment in time from her turning 12 to her turning 13, just completely changed, you know, what that path looks like for her. And even when we were talking about what we would do when we repatriated, she said, well, mommy, maybe I want to go to high school in London. What? <laughs> 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 what? 
<laughs> this makes me want to say, does money grow on trees? I know all our parents said that to us. <laughs> First off, that part, international school ain't cheap. But <laughs> I just think it's so cool that, you know, these children, our children live in a time where they get to forge their own path. There's so many options available to them. What's changing about the education system has made it so much more flexible for us to take control of, of what our lives look like. And I just think it's so cool that she can say that, hey, you know what? I think I'd rather spend the rest of the semester out of the country. And of course, I'm like, yes, yes, ma'am. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to real quick, Amoya, I love what you said about the whole, you know, leaning into your fear thing. Not one of us gets to be without fear. Nobody gets to live without fear. And to me, fear, being fearless is not even about not having fear. It's about having it and doing it anyway, right? It's about leaning into it, embracing it. I love your story. That's why I had to go back to that. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad that you brought that up again, Libria, because I would love for, you know, the both of you to, you know, chime in and say what it's like as a parent to have to navigate these spaces, making the decisions for your family unit. Have either of you, you know, had situations like, man, I wish I had someone else to consult with in this moment. And you're like, nope, this is me. Can you talk about how you guys navigate that? <laughs> you both are giggling. So, <laughs> well, because part of that um, Trip and Mama brand that I had for a long time, part of the Trip and Mama name was because I was always trip, like I, it was not tripping as in taking trips, tripping as in also just losing my mind because, and I get this question a lot, like, the challenges of, of being a single parent while traveling and having to make all the decisions and the unique challenges that come with being a single parent in general, right? And I'm like, well, at home, I would still have to make challenging decisions, right? So why not do it while traveling the world? But as far as, yeah, there were plenty of moments when I wish that there was somebody I could even have that emotional support from. And that is why I went on to create the single moms do travel community, which is now no longer on Facebook. As of a week ago, I am no longer on Facebook at all. I have transitioned all the way off. Those communities are different under new branding, new name, but the, the brand is still single moms do. It's still, it's just off of Facebook. So I just want to clarify that real quick, but I, I created these communities so that I would have that support because I didn't have that support. And I think that having support and having community is so important, especially when you're a single parent, especially if you're going to enter into the travel and living abroad world. It is imperative that you have some sort of support. So you might have to create that. You might have to create that community, whether it's virtually, whether it's in person, whether that's both, you're going to have to create that because support is important. So I just decided to create a positive space and create that support so that I had someone to turn to when there were big decisions to be made or when things went wrong. And I also include my family, especially my two older girls that are now about to be 16 and one's 15, in the family decision. So although I don't have a partner and although it ultimately comes down to, to my final say, I include them in these big decisions, even when things are going wrong or we need to do a shift or whatever the case is. I include my my family in that. So they're like my person besides my community as well, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And that leads me to ask Libria, what was your reason for co-founding Wandering Moms? Ooh, uh, a, a lot of the same reasons Amaya just mentioned about why community is so important, right? I think <laughs> everybody needs a tribe. Everybody needs a group of people that get them, that understand them. And 
me running around the world with my daughter or me sending her off to travel by herself. My daughter from the age of five to maybe the age of 12 had been on more flights than I had almost, right? Because she was flying by herself to go visit her dad in South Florida. And I kept running up against so many moms who had so much fear and lack of knowledge around all of that. How could you let your daughter fly by herself? Or how do you go places? How do you travel with your kid? And how much money do you make? <laughs> like, how are you able to do all this? And so I thought it was just important to create a community that kind of disproved the myth that once you have kids, you're grounded and provided a village for, for women who, no matter where they are in the journey, right? Whether you're just trying to figure out how to take a road trip two hours from your house or whether you're trying to figure out how to expatriate and all along that journey. I thought it was just so important to create a space where women saw that other people are doing this so I can do it too, Mm -hmm. right? And there's a village behind me. Right now, I could probably drop in any city in the United States and multiple countries around the world and post in Wandering Moms and say, hey, I'm going to be in this place on this date, what wandering mom is there? And I got somebody that's probably gonna pick me up from the airport and hang out, wow. <laughs> hang out that evening. And that, that actually happened to my co-founder today. She was going to New Zealand with her kids and she posted in wandering moms that she was going to New Zealand and a, another wandering mom had farm in New Zealand and invited her and her kids to the farm. They <laughs> went to a school and got to spend the school day with some kids. The children did a hock up for them and everything. Like it was an incredible experience. And so the purpose of Wandering Moms was one, to empower mothers to know that they're not grounded because they have children. Another thing we really focus on is moms taking time for themselves. Mm -hmm. We actually host four moms only trips a year. Mother's Day is our biggest one, right? You leaving the kids behind on Mother's Day. You said bye-bye. I do not mom on Mother's Day, okay? We don't do that. <laughs> you don't work on Labor Day, I ain't momming on Mother's Day, right? <laughs> so, it really started as a way to just give information and just kind of encourage women that we can all do this. And it's grown into this beautiful and amazing village that is really for the purpose of, you know, helping each other out, looking out for one another and pushing forward the agenda of we can literally give our children the world and ourselves as well. (laughs) Do your kids know how cool it is that they get to live in and see different places around the world? And if so, like, do they speak any other languages besides English? What's that been like? (laughs) So my daughter refused, pretty much refused to learn Spanish while we were in Colombia. Don't ask me why. I don't understand it to this day. And she's right now having to take Spanish online virtually (laughs) because it's a requirement to go to college. And I'm like, you could have had this already. Anyway, does she know how cool it is? I think she's getting it. You know, I think it comes to her more when she's around her friends and they're asking her about her travels or they're talking about the things that she's done, but it's kind of always been her life. So in her mind, this is regular life, right? I think that when she hits maybe 24, (laughs) 25, I think is when she'll start to see really how it's shaped who she is as a person, right? And how incredibly blessed she is to have the opportunities to experience and to wake up and say, hey, mom, I want to spend the rest of the semester in Columbia, right? Right. I think it'll come, it comes in waves right now. And I think it'll come in a flood as she gets older. Amoya, what about you and your three young children? Well, it depends on which daughter you ask of mine. My oldest, that's about to be 16, you know, she loves and adores this lifestyle and recognizes 
how lucky and blessed and privileged she is to be able to have traveled all the places she has and lived abroad and all this other kind of stuff. My middle daughter, who is 15, would want nothing more than to be back in the U.S. in traditional public school <laughs> with Target and all this <laughs> other kind of stuff and, and flushing toilet paper and and all that. So, and then my youngest, I think she knows when we go and we do an adventure because we're living abroad right now, especially with the pandemic. It's very much like, you know, just like we were in the US, it, you know, we're in our house, we've got routines. When we do travel, like she complains a bit. And then when we're out there, you can just tell that she loves it, but she will never admit to it. She'll tell you, I, I don't like this anymore. Like she used to because we started when she was young and now she's just like, I just want to be back in Austin, Texas. And then my youngest, was four and a half now she's been doing this since she was eight months old she doesn't know a different lifestyle she's loving a life so yeah but that's pretty much how it goes in, in our household it makes so much sense that your middle child is that way my daughter the reason we are back in the states is because when my daughter was 13 when we finished our year abroad she's like i just want to be where my friends are can we go back home <laughs> yep yeah, we just recently, yeah. like, I came up with a deal with her. We're going back to the States for six weeks in November. Because she was really struggling, I could tell, especially with the pandemic. Here in Merida, we were very, very locked down. <laughs> talking, like, for, for half a year. Uh, we still are pretty pretty locked down. So, you know, I made a deal with her recently in hearing her. Because I try and hear my kids, right? Their voice does matter. I know it's different than how I grew up. But I want to make sure that they know their voice matters. We made a deal that, hey... We will spend a lot more time back in the U.S., back in Austin, Texas in particular, in exchange for her being okay with me taking us to Japan for a month or us to Europe for two months. We went back and forth, but I, I'm trying to compromise in a way where I'm still not living in the U.S., but that we spend enough time there with her friends and our old life for her to feel heard. I, I love that. I, I realized two things here. First, how important it is to... Like you said, you didn't have a voice when you were younger. Me neither. It was like, you do what you told. This is where we're going. You're going to show up, pack your bag. We'll get back when we get back. But, you know, to be the type of parents who are open to listening to your children, especially teenagers, because my goodness, we were teenagers. We know how difficult and crazy we were. But I also, I'll say that it depends on the point of entry to this lifestyle that I'm recognizing. Especially with you and Moya, you say you have a four-year-old who's, this is all she knows since eight months. And then you have the two oldest who know different. And so that is something, you know, to take note of if you're going to consider this lifestyle to think about the age of the children and how that could affect them or not. Absolutely. And people have asked me that. I say start young mm -hmm. because it is incredibly difficult for teenagers who have already built all these relationships friendships to leave them. So if you can start young, it's just, yeah, because the teenage years are a whole different ball. I'm assuming regardless <laughs> of whether you're traveling or not, like, I'm just like, what is going on? So yeah, who are you? So travel, like when they're younger, a lot of people are like, don't travel when they're young. It's like, no, just do it, do yeah. it while they're young and get them. I don't think it'll ever be an issue with my youngest. She honestly has no idea anything different. Maybe if she watches a movie or TV when she starts to get older, she'll feel pulled to maybe life in the U.S. But I, I don't know. But my older two knew they were in a public school system until they were 10 and 11 years old. And they were good for about two and a half years. And then it hit the real, real teenage years. And it's like, no, one of them would really like to be back in the U.S. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I say that too. Uh, so I had always planned to leave the U.S. before my daughter got out of elementary school. And people are usually so concerned about young kids. And here's what I got to tell you. Children are malleable. They adjust. We are designed to adjust. And the younger we are, the better we are at adjusting. Right. And when you think about it, yeah, some people are like, well, you know, kids need stability. Here's the thing. You are their stability. Right. Yes. And whatever routine you create for children, whether that routine is we pick up and move every every month, we pick up and move every three months or whatever the case may be, they will adjust to that routine. The younger they are, the more <laughs> flexible they are. And like you said, when they hit about, I'd say when kids hit about 11 and 12, you know, they've created strong relationships with their friends. They've kind of picked out what their role is in their village and their own little community. They have their own village by that point, right? And moving them out of that is a big disruption. And I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm not saying don't do it. Obviously, I did it. But you just have to take into account what that means for them. And I think it's so important, like Amoya said, is to have those conversations with them up front, in the middle, in between, (laughs) on the back end, about how they're feeling about that. People always say, I don't know if I can travel with young kids. I'm telling you, the younger, (laughs) do it when they're younger, it's so much better. I mean, not saying that teens are, you know, out of the question, but it does present some different challenges, let's just say. Being a single mom in itself can be a challenge, but navigating new places and languages with dependents can present even more obstacles to motherhood. Amoya and Libria explain the hurdles they face as single parents and world travelers. What could each of you say is the biggest challenge you face traveling solo with your children? That's a good question. I think for me, initially, traveling solo was probably finances was my biggest challenge. I was on such a tiny budget and I didn't have a backup. Like there was no partner that was going to rescue me in the event that we ran out of money or we were caught in a bad situation. And I think it's probably like the number one question I get is like being able to afford travel, which I still say is cheaper if you're doing it full time than actually having, say, uh, living in the U.S. or traveling part time. I find full time travel, slow travel to be a whole lot cheaper just like I find living abroad, depending on where you choose to be a lot more affordable, but still like me being the only uh, breadwinner, so to speak, me trying to build a business in the midst of navigating travel, raising kids, all that stuff was the biggest challenge. And maybe people's dealing with people's negativity. A lot of people aren't going to agree with the lifestyle of even if you have a home base in the U.S. and you're traveling sometimes a single parent, it's like people can't accept that. What do you mean you're going to go travel by yourself? That's dangerous. I think everything that you said is spot on. And I just add to that, the challenges with traveling as a single mom aren't very different from the challenges of being one. Yes. In the same house, in the same city, on the same street every single day, right? So we have the financial challenges of being the, you know, a lot of us, you know, aren't getting child support or whatever the case may be. And even if you are, it might not be a good amount or an amount that would make a huge difference or move the needle for you, right? So a lot of single moms struggle with that. A lot of single moms struggle with, you asked the question earlier, being the only one that has to make decisions, right? (laughs) So it's just you making all the decisions. You've got nobody else to blame. (laughs) (laughs) When things go wrong. (laughs) When things go wrong but yourself. And then just people's negativity. I will tell you this, Kelly, you'll find this out when you become a mother, people have more opinions 
about how you should be doing your job <laughs> than you will ever imagine. Ooh. People got opinions about everything, but I feel like if we did a survey of everybody in the United States, the thing that people have the most opinions about is how to be a mother, mm-hmm. how you should be mothering your children. And whether you're traveling or you're sitting at home on your same street every single day, people have opinions about that. Managing the growth and development of a whole human by yourself is already challenging. Mm-hmm. In my mind, you may as well take some vacations or do some travel <laughs> with it, right? <laughs> and have a good time while you're doing it. Absolutely. I agree. You're basically taking the life you already had and you're taking it on the road. And yeah, it might look a little different, but you're going to have those same exact challenges. So why not travel? Right, right, <laughs> right. What does your family think of your nomadic lifestyle? (laughs) (laughs) Who are we starting with on this one? (laughs) Oh, whoever wants to go first. So thankfully, my mother is very supportive of my lifestyle. She gets worried a little bit, but I think she has a whole lot of reassurance in the fact that she knows I have a village behind me. So between Wandering Moms and I'm a member of Nomadness as well. And just for a little background, some people in a travel group I'm in called Nomadness went on a trip to Panama and a bad accident happened and two people passed away. And two other people end up having to undergo extensive surgery. The founder of that group, Evita Robinson, a good friend of mine, and she and her Nomadness crew jumped into action so quickly and pulled together. I can't remember how much money we raised, but it was upwards of over Uh $20,000 to help fly families over there. People donated points to help expatriate the people that were there. I'm getting chill bumps just thinking about it, Kelly. I mean, it was so long ago, but I remember the amount of love and care and the sense of urgency and family that went into how Nomadness took care of our people. I told my mother that story and now she gets it. She gets what this community is. It's conversations and, you know, Wonder Moms, we post links, we have conversations, we talk about meetups, but this is a family, right? And so my mother has this level of assurance that no matter where I am, I've got people looking out for me. My daughter's father, thankfully, has always been very, very keen on her traveling. He's from Trinidad. For him, this is a dream. And so he's just, for the most part, always been pretty adamant to make sure that I have what I need for her to travel. It's more, you know, people on the periphery. And and what I've learned, Kelly, is that the people that have a problem with it or see something negative about it, or the people that don't understand how it can be done. Exactly. Thank you for bringing that up. We fear what we don't understand. And so people who think that, you know, either how can she even afford that? Or, you know, what about her kid's school? They just haven't figured out the answers to those questions yet. And as soon as they do, it's, oh, they're all in support. But for the most part, my family is pretty supportive. A lot of my family is like, I couldn't go over that girl. I'm scared. (laughs) Columbia is the one that comes up the most. Is Columbia safe? No, nah, it's not. I'm just a terrible parent. <laughs> <laughs> You're an amazing parent. You move cautiously, obviously, but you also don't allow fear to overcome your experience in this life that you have with your daughter. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. No, it's not. Thank you. Amoya, what does your family think of your nomadic lifestyle? Because you're currently in Mexico. I am currently in Mexico. So I think my family is a little bit more understanding now than they were, say, four years ago when we set off. I don't think they, especially my grandmother, fully accept it. But it's true that, like, 
when you start doing these things, what happens is it shines a light on other, like they look at their own life, right? And it's like all the excuses that they keep trying to come up with of why they can't do that kind of gets broken by the fact that, but she's doing it. And I think it can upset people a little bit because it, it just shines a light on their own lives. Maybe they deep inside wish that they had lived a life like that or just a life that they actually enjoyed instead of following the route that people told them they had to do it kind of like shook things up with me going this on my own way I remember my grandpa one time I caught him reading my blog this was like a couple years back Mm. I was like this is like an old old white man doesn't get on the computer yeah doesn't even get on the computer right and he was just like he turned to me he's like I wish I wish I had traveled. He's like, I wish I'm too old now. And I just wish I had lived when I could have lived and I had traveled and I had, even if I just got an RV and drove or you could just see this sense of like regret almost Mm. that he didn't do these types of things. What is next on each of your travel bucket list? (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we're in a pandemic right now in and everywhere anywhere that lets us in right i will go anywhere my daughter and i we were trying to go to japan for the olympics none of my bids got picked up where we are right now it would not have mattered but we were going to be there after the olympics anyway so i think my next big thing is to get my daughter to to tokyo she is a big anime fan and so Super, super geek to go there. I think another place that I am dying to get to is Nigeria. I firmly believe I'm Nigerian. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram at all, you will have seen me say this. Lovey Ajahi actually made me an honorary Nigerian. The only thing I have left to do is go get some jollof rice. <laughs> <That's my girl. laughs> I love Lovey. Nigeria for me. And then I want to go to Somalia. I want to take my daughter and my brother to Somalia. My brother was in the military and he was in Somalia during the U.S. operation there. And I just would like to take him there to create new memories and to see the place very differently. I, I just want to go to another different African country every year as well, though. So all of them are on the list. <laughs> but right now, Japan, Nigeria and Somalia are big on my list right now. That's awesome. Amoya? I love it because similar in the sense that Japan is what I am aiming for for April because a bunch of my peeps around here got some sweet deal on flights to Japan and didn't tell me about it until after they had posted it on Facebook. <laughs> so bad. So yeah, J- Tokyo is something we've been wanting to get to for a long time. I'm so sorry. My house is a little loud right now. Tokyo, Japan. And then I'm really craving Portugal for some weird reason. I don't know what it is. It's beautiful there. I've been twice. Oh. And if you can hop over to the Azores, do that. Yeah, I'm wanting to get there. I hope people can't hear what's happening in the house. It's okay, because if you can hear, Amoya's four-year-old is interested in getting her mother's attention. And this is what motherhood is. This is the truth. And so it's okay. Don't fret. This is what motherhood is. And if the listeners can hear this, then that is okay, because this is the truth. You're giving us some insight to your life. (laughs) So we appreciate it. Thank you. But I'll say... I'm so appreciative as a woman who's looking forward to one day experiencing motherhood to to hear each of your aspects and experiences and advice 
you know, people always talk about how once you have kids, you can't travel and all this other stuff. I always had a dream to live out of the country at least for a year. I've been wanting to do it since I was 19 years old. And my stance was, I'm not going to not do it because I have a kid. I'm going to do it because I have a kid. She's the reason that I have to do this. Because if we're always telling our kids that you can do anything that you imagine, anything that you dream, and then we're not doing it, like, what are we really saying? Right? Uh, and so for me, my daughter was not a dream killer. She was more of the catalyst to that dream to move abroad. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's inspiration at every corner. They are not dream killers. They will motivate you to do more. If anything, I can't thank each of you any more than saying thank you so much for taking the time um, to chat with us. And if you are a single mother, I hope that the stories of both Libria and Amoya encourage you to see the world and to take your children with you. So thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Amoya Shante and Libria Jones for sharing their adventures with us. You can find Amoya and her organization on Instagram at Amoya Shante and at Single Moms Do Travel. To learn more about Libria, check her out on Instagram at Wander Woman Inc. That's W-A-N-D-E-R. And her website, wanderingmoms.com. That's all for this episode of Let's Go Together, a podcast by Travel and Leisure. I'm your host, Kelly Edwards. Thanks to our production team at Pod People, Rachel King, Eliza Lambert, Jamila Zara-Williams, Lena Beck-Sillison, and Susie Armitage. And thank you to our digital executive editor, Deanne Kazurski at Travel and Leisure. This show was recorded in Los Angeles, edited in New York City, and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. You can find out more at travelandleisure.com slash podcast. You can find Travel and Leisure on Instagram at Travel and Leisure, on Twitter at Travel Leisure, on TikTok at Travel and Leisure Mag, and you can find me, your host, Kelly, at Kelly Set Go. And that's Kelly with three E's.